just as I was about to finish off recording or editing the putting in the uh, intro and outro music just remembered that I was talking to a friend of mine who runs he or he's from practical life coaching he does he's got his own podcast um, we're gonna have him on to talk we're gonna be doing a oh, All right, welcome back to the podcast. So in this episode, just going to go over a little bit on, on how my trading's going, um, how my stock investments are going, uh, and basically just a little chit-chat, really. So I've been concentrating massively on trading again this week and last week, so opened up my uh it's a demo account uh on on um the name of it trading view they call it paper trading so the the beginning of september i opened account with a two thousand pound equity in the account paper trading not real money but if you treat it like real money treat it as if that is yours and trade it the way you think you, that you would trade in real life, then um, it's it's a way of practicing it within the market without putting your hard-earned cash at risk. So I started with two thousand, and my account is up to two two. Um, I've just put a trade on the S and P uh, purely because it's dropped seven percent. Seven and a half percent, and we've got a uh, bullish engulfing candle. So I've just put a trade on there. I'm going to let that run for as long as it can, really. Uh, I've put a stop loss at three percent of my account balance, which is just below the low of the bullish candle. So with a bit of luck or so hopefully it'll go up to my take profit but we never know uh if it hits take profit it the take profit is quite a way up sort of between it's around about um four percent from the drop of the top of the top of the where the s p was at the top uh i don't know there's only one point seven five percent so if that hits the take profit let's have a look it'd be 310 into the account if it hits the stop loss it'd be 145 so it's gonna let that run it's gonna either hit take profit or stop loss and we will see how that gets on but but yeah if you are looking at getting into trading instead of putting your hard-earned cash into the market Get a demo account, get a paper trading account, and just learn why you're, as much as you can without putting your your money at risk until you're in a position where that money isn't a necessity as such. A little bit like I did back in uh, February time, I put £300 into a trading account uh, with the promise, well, not the promise of earning sort of 1% every week uh i think it was even more than that 
when you sit and when I sat and done the calculations, it was like oh, 1% every week. By the end of the year, I'll have to like 320 grand. And it's it was a get rich quick scheme mentality. It wasn't wasn't realistic. Basically, I ended up putting the money in. I traded it up to around 750 and then I added more money into it. And then as probably a lot of you are aware, if you're into trading or you might have even done it yourself, you end up thinking you're Billy Big Balls, uh, getting overconfident and losing the lot. This was on on a on obviously a, a very small account trading the Nasdaq. Uh, admittedly, it was a, a low lot size. It was like zero point zero one, which is like the smallest you can do. But I ended up taking more than one position at a time on the, on the same tray. I'd I'd enter. And then I see it going up, and then I'd enter again. And this was what really bit me on the ass because when the crash started happening back in February, March time, it just dropped like a stone. And at first, it it was setting my trading signal off that that I was shown that once it does this, then you you enter the trade. So I entered again. I think I had like four, maybe five trades on one, um, on one market, and then obviously I saw it going down, and I, I, I throw. I was actually in Sainsbury's, in our local Sainsbury's, putting the food on the checkout, watching my phone, like, oh my god, what's happening? I'm losing all this money, and I felt physically sick. I, I, I stood at the checkout, and the food was going along the. Like the person's food in front of me was going along the convey belt, and it got to me. And the woman looked at me and went, "You're right," um, because my food was still in the in the shopping trolley, where I was just fixated, so fixated on this, uh, on this what was going on on the, with this trade. Um, I was just like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah," and then I quickly unloaded it, and I had a credit card in my wallet, which was my which is my wife's credit card and I was so so very close to putting in more money so that was that credit card has got about nine grand of um like an account balance so I was just gonna whack as much as I could into it and then hope that it kicked back up but Looking back now, I am so glad I didn't because when I got out of the trade, or when I when the when the account blew, I think it was about three. Uh, it's only about a quarter of a way down to where it actually bottomed and started recovering again. Uh, and I, I, I honestly don't think that <laughs> that would have been enough to cover to cover it and. Looking back now, it's probably one of the probably the not the best thing, but it was a very good thing that happened because it really opened my eyes to how wrong trading can go. And listen, I've just finished listening to the book Market Wizard, and in that book as well, the the, the interviews they have with some of the traders, it's just like crazy how 
you could be doing so well, so well. You, you build your confidence up thinking you're indestructible. You're putting on bigger trades, bigger risk management or no risk management, just going, right, yeah, I put that on. I'll, I'll, I'll win X amount, um, not looking at how much you could potentially lose. And it just all goes horribly wrong. So I'll put this, I'm just looking at this trade now. I'll put on the S&P uh, and it's already up £56. So I'll just let that run because obviously the S&P is a, I, I invest into the S&P anyway. I do passive investment into the S&P, which is different to trading. But um, I will let that run. On another note, I phoned my Vanguard account to see how the uh, to see how my transfer was doing, and that's still going through. I thought it'd be quicker than what it what it has been. It's been about three weeks now since I um, done the transfer from Plum into Vanguard. Realistically, I probably should have just withdrawn the money that was in there and done a manual transfer because it would have been so much quicker, uh, less paper, less time, less hassle. But I thought I'd go the uh, go the like correct route as such. So hey ho, hopefully the money, the transfer will be done by the end of the week, and it going at a nice time, especially with the market dropping slightly. Um, doesn't matter when you buy into the market. If you're doing passive investing, you generally want to be buying every month, whether it's whether you're at the top of the market or at the middle. Uh, it's all about time spent in the market, not time in the market. All right. So one of the uh, the Tears of Freedom group I'm in, Jason Greystone, done a video about time in the market. And he done all these calculations about if he was to pick the top, and no, if he was to pick when it dropped and when the bottom was, uh, if you invested X amount once it recovered and hit the top, you you would have um, whatever amount it was in your account. Whereas if you had bought at the top, and when it started dropping every month, still buying. Um, when it drops a certain percentage, you then buy more. When it drops even when it drops to another percent, you drop that. Uh, you buy a bit more, and then when the market starts to recover and it goes back up, uh, it basically you was a lot better off buying the market every month rather than trying to time the market. And with that, I ended up back on the compound interest calculator. Absolutely love playing around with that. Literally just putting figures in. There was a post on the Tears of Freedom Facebook page one of the guys put on there about if you were to buy, uh, spend five pound on coffee every day. So that's basically just going and buying two Costa coffees a day. It's around about what 130 a month. Um, and if you was to invest that into the market till it was the 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 number was for like crazy. It was like over it was about a mil and a half over 50 years or something. But it just goes to show little changes like that. If you can afford to do um, coffee out every day, uh, or buy even buying fags, buying packet. How much, I don't even know how much a packet of fags are nowadays. I, I don't. I've never smoked, so I probably 
probably about eleven pound, something like that. Um, do apologise with the door knocking. That was the postman. I'm sure he's getting later and later every day. I think last, I think yesterday was about six. Yeah, I'm sure it's half six in the evening. It used to be around sort of one o'clock. Whether it's a new postman or they've up changes round. Probably get another knock in a minute for our weekly food shop. Obviously, with the, as I was saying, a pack of fags, probably what, I don't know, £11 now. If you used to just cut them out and put, maybe even invest it into a tobacco um, firm instead. The, the amount of money you'd have over the course of your 20, 30 years, or however long you invested, is a lot better, much more than what you would have had if you used to uh, smoked it, that's for sure. But that is the way it is. People will spend the money on what they value most. And it wasn't until just well, just before the coronavirus thing happened, I really started looking at my finances. And personally, I, I think that if coronavirus didn't if the lockdown and all the, everything didn't happen i don't know what my finances would have looked like because it got to a point where <laughs> we wasn't checking the bank account we wasn't tracking our spending and it got to like we was getting i was getting paid going to pay the rent and the bank had pretty much just eaten all the wages all load of payments had been going out and it was horrible um and without saying it was a good COVID's been a good thing, um, it has for many. Obviously, a lot of businesses now have transferred and gone onto line, and uh, I, I know quite a few now that are doing a lot better than what they were doing before. But obviously, there's the others that have had to shut the doors because they haven't been able to pivot their business online, which is pretty much the way that the world's going the world is pretty much changing to transport transferring online you look at a lot of the new age banks you banks like monzo starlin they don't have branches uh, and i think the some of the bigger leading banks barclays santander um, natwest i think they're they're realizing this now they're realizing the fact that they don't need sort of 50 foot or 50 square feet of office spaces for staff to go in every day they're realizing that they can they can actually do all this work from home um and personally i prefer banking with like monzo and starlin i use starlin for paying in money because i'm tight and i don't like paying i don't like having to pay a fee every time i pay money in I think I think it's about. I know it's only about a pound, but every time you pay money in, a pound, a pound, a pound, it, it all adds up. Whereas Starlin is free to pay money in, so I pay my money into Starlin, transfer it into Monzo. Hey presto, it's it's free. Um, other than that, this week has not really been much going on. Uh, the the wife's boxes aren't really. Uh, kick, ha, haven't really kicked off, so probably won't be won't be carrying on with that. But 
it's one of them things that you you have a business idea you you try it if it doesn't work you try something else me personally haven't quite found my niche yet where i want to go but i think i the way that my journey is going i want to once i'm sort of debt free and i've kind of made a name for myself or i've made made people ask me how I've did how I've done it then I can look at going right okay you need to do this this and this and this or I could package it all up in a nice nice course stick it online and or even a book I've thought about once once my journey once my journey is sort of further down the road I can do a write a book um, publish that ebook put it on Amazon and that's the thing stories sell so if you've got a good journey or a story that's that's changed your life write about it uh share share your knowledge with others that's what i'm trying to do with this podcast and uh, my instagram facebook sharing what i've learned with others uh <laughs> obviously i share a lot on my instagram at the minute about trading so I get into work now and end up being called Wolf on Wall Street. But the thing is, people will mock you. People will try and put you down at the time. But in, in, if you're consistent and uh, persistent, in a few years' time, when you're when you become a profitable trader or you become good at what it is you're pursuing, they're going to look back at it and think, "Oh, I took the piss out of him when when." sort of a couple of years ago before when he first started this journey there's a lag time between what you're learning and reaching actual reaching the success point but it's all about the determination persistence and pushing forward until you reach that goal and not stopping it's like if you're on a journey to let's say you're on a journey journey to glasgow and you get three quarters of the way there you get lost what do you do? Do you go back or do you carry on going? I know what I would do. I'd carry on going. So it's it's the same thing with sort of trading or the journey that you're on. If you keep, if you're persistent enough, you might hit a couple of hurdles. You might get lost a little bit on the way. But if you reevaluate, carry on, you, re- you reach your goal eventually. It's, it's inevitable. If you're putting in the effort, putting in the time, it's just a matter of time until that whatever goal it is you're going after is going to happen. Going back to the income streams as well. Uh, obviously, I, I was doing, I was working on my affiliate marketing uh, last month, and two hundred nine for one pay, like for two selling two courses, and that, because that's a part payment. There'd be another two oh nine next month when their second payment goes out. So all in all, around four sixteen for that. Um, no more sales on that as of yet, but it's it's one of them things that just keep plugging away and just keep trying. Um, but with the affiliate uh, replacing your income, uh, the I don't know if I mentioned the the formula so it's your living 
living expenses or your liquidity, your cash in savings, your anything you can get your hands on in seven days, money-wise, anything you can sell for cash in seven days. Divide that by your expenses. Take away your leveraged income. So once that hits around, once that formula hits your um, required amount, so you might only have to replace sort of two thousand pound income a month, and once that leveraged income sort of replacing that, uh, you, you're free to do what you please really. Then you then that's where you can really start working on building other things such as courses or working on helping people following your passion rather than. Uh, go into a place of work, spending 10 hours a day there, um, and then by the time you get home, you're too tired, you're falling asleep. I had it last night. I got into bed. Uh, I got home at 2, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, I sat down on the like, on the computer. The little one and the wife are upstairs, both having a nap. The wife's early on in pregnancy still, so... Um, Anyone that anyone who's been through a pregnancy knows the first trimester is uh, they're always tired. But yeah, I got home. I thought, oh, I'll, I'll get a bit um, a trade and education done. I watched a couple of videos, started doing a little bit. My eyes started going. I was absolutely knackered. So I put my head back and sort of just out of the out for a count out for the count for like twenty minutes. But you got to just take these these this sleeps as much as you can because although you always see online saying oh you need to work hard you need to put in the hours you need to sleep like four hours a day it's it's not sustainable i've been going to bed i've been getting into bed at eight i've been spending an hour or tried to do an hour reading normally only ends up being like 20 minutes and i my eyes are going and i've got to roll over and go to sleep but I've been working on that this week, getting my getting as much reading as I can done, and concentrating on getting a, a, a decent amount of sleep. Because because my alarm goes off at four, and I'm up and straight up out of bed at four. Since since the last podcast I put out last week. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Nope, I haven't got COVID. It was just a sneeze. Yeah. So I say I mentioned last week that. I was struggling getting up because I was a bit burnt out, wasn't getting enough sleep. So since then, my phone's been up on the bedside, on the um, at the end of the bed, on the where the telly is, um, and alarm goes off at four o two. Don't know why it's put four o two, but that's what time it goes off. As soon as it goes off, I jump up out of bed and go about my day. I come down, make me coffee fire the laptop up or go for um money running twice a week at the minute so twice a week i'll go over for a run but yeah i come down do my trade like do some trading stuff and i feel so much better being able to get up and do that and actually feel a little bit refreshed from having a good night's sleep it's really is massively important to make sure you get enough sleep uh, it's well our, we need it our body needs it uh, so, yeah, other than that, it's been a quiet week. So I will see you all again or speak to you all again next week. 
Uh, hopefully have a bit more progress on the car. Still looking for another one to replace it with. Hopefully be able to pick one up for under a grand. So, yeah, we'll keep you all updated. Stay safe and enjoy the rest of your weekend. Just as I was finishing up the podcast recording, editing the intro and outro music, just remembered that we've got, or I've got a podcast episode booked in with Practical Life Coaching. So he runs his own podcast. Um, He basically is on the same journey as me, where he's looking for financial freedom and try and help people get out of the nine to five work mentality. So we're going to have that episode coming up soon. So I'm not sure when it's going to drop. If it's just going to, if it's going to just be a, a, the normal out on a Thursday, might do a little surprise one where I just drop it in whatever day of the week we record it on, just to keep you on your toes. So yeah, look out for that one. It's going to be based mainly around how people um, the negativity you receive at work when you're on this journey and all the negative feedback you might get obviously I've, I've received quite a bit uh, when I've been te- trying to tell people about uh, passive investing about investing into the stock market oh it's risky it's this it's that and yeah, I won't go into too much, but that's the kind of the subjects that we're going to be discussing. So keep your eyes out or ears open for that. Um, and I will see you all again soon.